0: The art and industry of business and living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life, and living, and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, hey everybody! Welcome to the art and industry of business and living. You are with yes, the one and only Simone Miller, says your host. As you are every. Woo! <laughs> And Woo-hoo. I have the amazing, brilliant, awesome Connor Hill with me today. Woo! Yay! <laughs> hey, welcome, Connor. Thank you, Simone. And where are you at the moment?
1: I'm in the middle of the United States, heartland, Kansas.
0: Kansas? Are oh, you actually in Kansas? I mean, the people can't see you, but I can see you wearing your Kansas shirt. So yes, I feel yes. like. Is that just to remind you? It's like, look in the mirror. Where am I when you wake up in the morning? I'm in Kansas.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. I'm like, uh, I can't remember. Oh, that's right. The, I'm, when I wear this sweatshirt, I'm in Kansas.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's funny because you travel like a lot. Um, I travel a lot. And the amount of times I'm traveling and I'm like, where am I? The other day I went to turn in my car and I was like, crap, I went to going the other lane it was like, obviously I spent way too much time in Europe and America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Have you been like, driving in Europe and America?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I drive a lot. I I, I love driving wherever I am, especially in yeah. Europe with those fast uh, lanes as well. It's yes.
1: Mm, oh my awful. God.
0: Driving in Germany is, is, <laughs> is awesome. If you've never been driving in Germany, you must do it on those autobahns. But I will say you've got to be super, super aware. Uh, yeah. The amount of times like, you know, you're driving and then you think there's no cars coming in. You look in the rear vision where there's no cars, you get in the lane. And then within seconds, it's like, boom, there's a car behind you. And you're like, okay, I get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I realized I had to look like when I looked in my rear view mirror, I didn't, it wasn't about looking like a couple car lengths back. You had to look, I had to look like a whole, Oh yeah. like the, the length of a soccer field back.
0: It's a different reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, and talking about a different reality, one of the topics that Connor and I, you know, thought we might talk about today is the class that we do in Access Consciousness called Foundation, which is not dissimilar to driving a car in Germany on the Autobahn. It's like,
1: you you know,
0: it, it facilitates you in being way more aware of so many different things and different aspects and different topics in your life. You know, like Connor just said, it's like you can't just be aware of a couple of meters back. It's like you need to be aware of a much bigger future and a much bigger spherical awareness of everything around you. In my point of view is what if we were all willing to be that aware of everything around us and not shut anything off, not avoid anything and not judge the choices that, that we make with anything, just know that we actually have choice. So the foundation class, first of all, is a four-day class. Uh, I know that you've got some coming up and we'll talk about that soon. And there's also, you can check out accessconsciousness.com and there's, I think we have almost a 1,000 certified facilitators around the world. Not all of them are that active. Some just choose to be a CEO and do one class a year, but you'll find their classes out there. The prerequisite is a bars class and I think I would have died if i hadn't got my bars run like you know on a regular basis so get your bars run and then go along to a foundation class if you are curious about more about access consciousness so you also just went to the global foundation in brazil didn't you
1: yes i was there it was amazing
0: yeah so gary and dane do this once a year and they're on stage and what i i'm gonna ask you what it was like to be there. Cause for me, I was in Australia and I gotta say it was the first time I was, you know, talking with Mark as a mutual friend of ours, and we were saying we didn't actually have FOMO, which FOMO is fear of missing out. Because there was oh, this energy so that cool. went throughout the whole world that you were yeah. so included in everything that was going on. I mean, I think there was twelve hundred people actually in the class and a couple of thousand online. So over three thousand people were participating in this global foundation class with Gary and Dane. And that's where the manual gets changed, etc. cetera. But I, I spoke to a lot of people around the world and they had that same, that same perspective. It wasn't like, Oh no, I'm not in Brazil. It was like, no, we're changing shit. And it's happening all over the world at the same time. So what was it's, it like being in Brazil?
1: Oh God, it was for me, just, it was so cool to like, like I arrived like two weeks before and it was just so neat going into the room when I got into Sao Paulo and, like, seeing all the chairs and just seeing how freaking huge it was. Mm. Like, just amazing. And to, for me, I guess, personally, like, the anticipation of it. And then the second class starts, like, this day of class, I'm like, my ah. And actually, you saying that, that was my first foundation, like, global foundation that... I was going to say first, and then I don't even know how to describe it. So it was very different. Right. <laughs> to
0: use that word. With that many people in there. So, so you facilitate foundation. How long has it been since you've been a certified facilitator of access?
1: The first year getting certified was 2014,
0: 2014. Okay. And, and I have so 14, 15, 16,
1: 17, 18, 19, 20. So seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cool.
0: So let's do this. What do you remember the most that your life was like, say seven years ago compared to now and what changes have occurred for you?
1: God, it's so huge. Probably, well, since getting certified the first time, the biggest thing for me has been like learning, quote unquote, how to create. Cause I just got certified and then I was like, I'm going to do a foundation every month. And then I was like, how do I get people to show up? (laughs) <laughs> i had no idea
0: right so keen to facilitate but actually creating the business of it was something that you've had to have a look at
1: yeah like i was the kid i you know if i exit like if i threw a party in high school it was on accident <laughs> or, or if i tried to throw a party in university nobody would show up <laughs> like, i was so, like how the hell does this work
0: <laughs> so what was your first foundation class you ever went to who and who was first it
1: with? One, the first one was with Megan. Megan, my sister, was my first facilitator. And, and, and did it was she drag back...
0: you along? Or... So Megan Hill, um, if yeah. you guys don't know, she's been involved in working with Access for quite some time as well. And brilliant lady. And so did she actually drag you along like, little brother, you must do this? Or did you, did you ask? Were you... But she did, I didn't ask. And she didn't actually drag me
1: along. She was like, hey, do you want to take a foundation with me? And, you know, like really truthfully, like my point of view at the time was I was like, well, it's my sister. I want to contribute to her. I know that she just got certified and, you know, I'd like to be there. So, and I think they also, I say they, like my mom and my sister coaxed me into being at the foundation because they were like, we'll just do energy work on you, which to me was like laying around sleeping and (laughs) feeling better. So I'm like, sounds good. (laughs)
0: Right. And and do you remember anything about that class? Like-
1: Well, it was, we, it was back when it was level one and foundation foundation level one. So I did, I flew, I was living in Boston and I flew to Kansas city and did two days in Kansas city and then flew back either like the next weekend or the weekend after that and did another two days. And so I literally just slept the whole time. And then Megan was like, well, maybe these things aren't making sense to me, like judging herself, like looking back on it now, I recognize she's probably judging herself for being not very good at it. And, and then like showing a video, a little bit of video of Gary facilitating. And I was just like, I don't know what this guy is saying. I have no idea what's going on.
0: <laughs> Do you know what's funny though, too, Connor, is the first classes I ever went to, I, had, I was like, what the hell's going on? I don't even know what's going on. Like, I mean, in the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, which you can find out more about on theclearingstatement.com from Dr. Dane here. And if you've listened to my podcast, you would have heard it already. And the first intro I ever went to with Access, the guy was, you know, asking questions and, you know, pock and potting and running this, you know. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was cute. So at the time I was like, yeah, like I say, you know, being very shallow. But the next day he rang me. And he was like, you know, how's it going? And I I knew, I actually knew something had changed, but I didn't know what had changed. I remember saying to him, I don't remember anything that you spoke about, but I woke up and I knew I was different in the sense of usually I would have woken up and gone, right, I've got to go to the gym at 6.30. I've got to do this. I've got to do that and have like this, organized regiment of what I do and if it if it's if I'm not doing that then the first thing I do is go to judgment and I deserve that judgment if you know that's that's how I would have been and I woke up and I was sitting in bed just going um all right and I was like not sure what to do next and he rang me when I was still in bed and I was like I haven't I haven't even gotten out of bed I was like I didn't know what happened but something changed like there was a sense of ease in my world and what I get now was, I mean, I would have labeled that lazy before. And what I get now was it was more this sense of being like I started to access me and question what it is that I desired rather than judge what I should be doing. And yeah, but I, but not even, not cognitively then. Okay. Then I just sat there on my bed, like a simpleton going, what the fuck (laughs) is happening? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the first COP that I ever went to, which is the Choice of Possibilities class, uh, which was level two and three at the time. And we got this manual and it was four days. And I remember walking out and the only thing I'd written down in my manual was I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. Cause that's all I could remember. Gary said that. And I went, oh, okay, I'm going to write that down. So I don't forget that. I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. And after four days, I remember walking out and hugging him and saying, I have no idea what you've been talking about. And thank you. Like, thank you. And walked out and he just laughed. And I was like, bye. I think I'll see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am now. So 20 years later. Yeah. And now that I'm facilitating though, it's like, I somewhere I used to have the expectation that it was like, everybody's going to listen to every word that I'm talking about. And they're going to hear everything. No, they oh don't. Oh my
1: God. Can you say <laughs> that again? Cause I think I still have that
0: expectation <laughs> that everybody's going to hear every single thing that you say yeah. and they, they don't. Yeah. So oh. so what was your first foundation like facilitating that for you? And where was oh, it?
1: I think it was one I did in Florida. What was it? I think I had six people. And was it
0: five fun? people? What do you remember?
1: Oh my God, it was so much fun. Well, I do remember because... The difference was the biggest difference with now and then. Then I was so adamant about like needed to read everything in the manual, like had right. to do the manual, and it was like every day, like my throat would start to close up, and everybody would be like sleeping, and it was like I was like dragging people along. Like I realize now, like energetically, I'm like, all right, fuckers, we're coming with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, you get to the say- swamps. Yeah, you want everyone to get everything. And it's like, yeah. you know, some people walk away with one thing. So yeah. if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, what the hell is foundation that no one can even remember what goes on? It's uh, to me, and I'd love to get your feedback here too, Connor. To me, so much about going to an Access Consciousness class is where you start to, you know, it starts to press like, I mean, not dissimilar to bars. It starts to press like the delete buttons of all of the, the places that you've decided that you're stuck. And one of the things I remember hearing is, what if every single thing that you've been told is a lie? So the whole reality that you've constructed as you and as the definition of you starts to fall apart. It's like, what if you had no definitions of you and no definitions of anything either? Like so many of us have defined ourselves by our family, our relationship, our friends, our money or our no money or our business or our work or where we live. It's like, no, one of the things that we talk about in Access Consciousness is you are an infinite being. So you have the ability to perceive, know, be and receive everything. And when you are not functioning from the definitions, you actually start to step into that. And it's a really different space. Like I was even just having a conversation with Gary Douglas about something and I said to him, I can see you opening the door for me. Like, and I was like, but I get that this is also not a place to walk through it. And he said, no. And I went, it's Mike, you're being it. And he said, yeah, he said, I ooze through it. And I was like, that's a really good description of like oozing into life rather than having everything be about the judgment of what you should and shouldn't do. So to me, that's what so much of these access consciousness classes starts to take you out of. And that may or may not have made sense to anyone listening, but you know, (laughs) hey, so what's what's your take on the foundation class?
1: Um, every single one of them is so different based on me and sure. the people that show up and the location. I mean, that, for, that foundation I did in Fort Lauderdale, like, just like you're talking about becoming aware of different things at a class that Gary's facilitating. Like, I sat there and we got to the part where it just said, in the manual, it said victim, victimizer, and control. So it's the section on... That, and I real- like I had heard about it, I knew about it, and just for whatever reason, in that moment, facilitating the class, I went, "Oh my God, I've been doing victim with my sister and my family, and this whole time, I've been like pointing the finger at them, like, you guys are trying to do this to me and that to me, and then <laughs> and then, as you well know, like for everybody listening, basically what we talk about is how when you're doing victim you're actually the one that's in con- you're you're doing it in order to get control of other people at least that's my point of view right now to explain it mm-hmm. so it's like that was huge i was like well i got my money's worth
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is funny when you facilitate because you get so much out of it i mean one of the things i've noticed is you cannot afford to be sitting in your own shit and it's like when you get on stage and when you start class, it's like, you know, the level of presence that is required that creates the ease of facilitating. And to me, it's so much about the level of presence and awareness with everything. And that's my ask, my request that that's what I have and be with absolutely everything. Like no right, no wrong, no judging, you know, what I, what I choose, it's like just knowing that I have choice and then what's the next choice I'd like to make.
1: And that's the, the, exactly the way you put that. That's so amazing because at least for me personally, like when I am actually facilitating, it's in that moment, I judge me a hell of a lot less and I could see where I was doing victim rather than trying to figure out whether victim was right or it was wrong, but I could just see it plainly and not judge it. And I could go, Oh, wow. Rather than trying to figure out it, like when I was doing it, how I was doing it, if I was doing it, I was just like, Oh, I've been doing it. And I didn't make myself wrong for it. I didn't make myself right for it. I just went, wow. Okay. Now what else is possible?
0: Yeah. Yep. Now what else is possible? And that's one of the things we talk about in the foundation manual too. It's like, is being in question, is asking questions. Like at the moment we've had some things change in the business of access in the last two days, so many people have come to me either like texting me or ringing me and they're doing this thing of like, Simone, what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with this? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, ease up. And I was like, guys, we've just instilled chaos in a whole bunch of things. And this is within the business allow it to unravel, allow it to create itself. And what I was saying is so many people are starting to look for an answer. And Gary said, yeah, but they're trying to find the solution to the problem that they think exists rather than what if we be in question and what if you do this with your life? It's like, you know, and instill chaos is one of the things that we talk about. And it's like, it's just a matter of going, okay, instill chaos, not trying to work everything out. Like if you could, Use your mind and your logical mind to, to work everything out. You'd have everything you ever decide. It's the insane stuff that locks us up. So when you start to go, okay, I'm going to instill chaos in here and allow everything to unravel and get out of your own way. Like so many of us are control freaks of magnitude and think we can work everything out. And we, if we just focus enough, we'll get it you know, correct. And it's like, no, it's not about getting it right or wrong. So instill the chaos and you can do this with anything you're, you know, with your business right now, a project or anything. It's like a relationship, a family, whatever. It's like instill chaos into it and then allow the chaos to sort of like be so malleable and engage with all the, you know, the molecules that are creating this and allow it to unravel and ask questions and be in questions so that you get to create what is next, but not focus and come up with a conclusion or an answer of what is next. And that's one of the places I see so many people just screw up their lives and their business based on trying to work out the answer and focus rather than actually go, you know what, what if I was being easy here <laughs> and just asking questions and allowing something different to show up? So everything at that, that is and everywhere that you just went, what? I've got to be out of control. where well, you destroy and uncreate it. Right, wrong, no, good and bad. Right, wrong, I'm
1: good and bad. Right. bad pop, pop, all night, George Boys and Beyond. Got a poker.
0: yeah. Yeah. Boom <laughs> in the house. <laughs>
1: Woo! <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm pocket potting. I'm po- I'm Simone's pocket potter right now. This is great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else is possible? Yeah. So you do have some foundation cl- classes coming up soon, and one of them is in Russia. Did you say?
1: I do. I have back to back. I'm in Russia in the second weekend of March. So like the 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th, I think are the dates, somewhere in there. And then immediately after that, I go to Kazakhstan and I'm doing foundation with Sewell. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that, Russia and Kazakhstan. So I bet you didn't think you'd be going to Russia and Kazakhstan 10 years ago um, and facilitating classes. Oh my God, no, not at all. I mean, I barely
1: even knew Kazakhstan
0: existed (laughs) like, <laughs> right. You good, you uh, good American, middle American boy. <laughs> From exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh my God. Exactly. And it was, it's been so fun. Like I was, Oh my God. And, cause I love facilitating with Sewell cause what was it like more than two years, whenever it was two years ago ish or something. He was like, let's go facilitate a foundation in China. And I like freaked out. So <laughs> For those of you watching, listening, uh, one of the tools we have in foundation is fear is just a distractor implant. Uh, and we ask the question, are you really afraid or are you excited? And it, I had to ask that a whole bunch of times. Like I was like, is this fear or excitement? I'm like, this is excitement. This is wild. I'm really scared right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know a fabulous story about Gary tells about that when he was said he was a kid and he looks at the Ferris wheel. It's the first time he's going to go on a Ferris wheel, and he's looking at it and he's like six or seven or something, and he's like, oh, I'm so excited, you know. And his mum turns around to him and says, "Don't be scared, darling," you know. And he goes, "Oh," and so quickly how you misidentify something when like he there's an energy going on for him. He's excited. And his mother identifies it as fear. And I love the way he says, so you can imagine what I was like the first time I was having sex. (laughs) (laughs) Am I scared? Am I excited? What the hell is going on? But it's very interesting. And that is one of the great tools that we talk about in Foundation is how often do you misidentify and misapply an energy? Because someone could say, you know, this is happy, but it's like, is that your happy or sadness or like fear, anger, frustration? And it's like, you know, what is that for you? And start being in question.
1: Yeah. And can I ask you, Simone, have you ever been scared of anything? Is it like, a, is it like an Australian trait to just not be afraid of anything? Because you guys have like raging waters and, okay, and so snakes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so I'll let you in a little secret as an Australian. And I have a fear of sharks and snakes, and I live in Australia. And I'm like, no, this is real. Because he has a fear of heights and he goes, the fear of heights is real. And I'm like, no, it's not. As I lean over a balcony or something. (laughs) I'm like, I seriously have a fear of uh, sharks and snakes. And I live in Australia. I saw two snakes today. I was dropping a friend at the airport and driving back. And there was two snakes on the road. And I'm like, seriously, guys, you just need to go back and hide in the bush. It's like, I know you're there, but I don't need to see you. It's like, but, but I mean, like, I mean, like with business, like when right. I talk
1: about being afraid of China, like have you ever been afraid of like doing a business nope. adventure?
0: No. Nope. Wow. No. Nope. Oh my God. I'm to me also, <laughs> to me also it's uh, like, I think what makes people quote unquote afraid or they think they're afraid is they're afraid it's not going to work out, but it's like, guess what guys, nothing ever shows up the way you think it's going to show up ever. So, and in business, I mean, you know, if it was risk-free, everyone would be doing it and making a shitload of money. And it's not, it's like, to me, the business, you know, business is an adventure and sometimes you, you create greatness and sometimes not so great. And it's like, okay, move on. Like, don't hold on to it. So no, I've never been fearful of, of a business at all.
1: Spiders are my thing. And for whatever reason, the business leaps per se or I, uh... Whatever it is, that has been, it's been very cool talking to you right now, because I like how you, you, you went to Gary's story. I'm like, well, what's Simone's story?
0: Right. <laughs> Eggs and sharks, so, yeah. yeah. Which- I'm
1: like, eh, sharks, whatever. If I get eaten, I get eaten. But oh, then for whatever oh. reason, I've got, you know, like I said, I had China. And I'm like, I, it's funny, because I know I wouldn't even die. So is it because you didn't know it? Can you, can you say a little bit? What, what, so, about Cause
0: you hadn't been to China. And when Saul said, let's go to China and do a foundation class, even though you, you did identify that you were excited and not fearful, but what was it for you that brought up that energy that you, you know, defined as fear at first? Well,
1: yeah, you know, it's actually, it's knowing the rules. Like I always feel, I feel like I don't know the rules or I need to know the rules before I do things
0: yeah. And there it's like, that's where I would say, well, let's function from our awareness. Like you're going to find out pretty quickly if something works or it doesn't work or who can you ask questions to? What can uh-huh. you read? I actually watch a lot of documentaries before I go to class to, um, to places. Yeah. That's, I like watching documentaries too. Yeah. So, you know, before I went to Russia, I did, etc. And, uh-huh. you know, Hey, let's talk about the feelings thing for a second. Give you a brief yes. description on it because we just sort yeah. of left, we took people to the cliff there and then left them yeah. there. Okay. I like to do that <laughs> and put <push laughs> <who to help laughs> and kick them over. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, do you want to talk about it?
1: Yeah. So, like, anytime you have a feel, like one of the things we say is that anytime you have a feeling, you've taken a sensation and attached a wrongness to it. Plus, your body feel, your body feels you don't feel. Like your body feels cold, your body feels touch, your body feels sensations. Uh, And then so when you say something like, I feel scared, or I feel like I need to know the rules, you're taking something like Simone said, an awareness, and then locking it into your body, and a lot of times attaching a wrongness to it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that, like, I feel sad rather than, like, okay, no, I sense sad. And then asking yeah. who does this belong to? Is this actually mine? Yeah. And then if it's not, it's like everything at that is times a Godzilla right? And on good and bad, pocket and pot all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. It's like, you know, 99% of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not ours. And yet we continuously buy them as ours rather than just acknowledging we are amazing psychic beings and pick up on everything around us. And then we decide it must be mine. This must be my feeling. No, of course no. it is. Sorry. <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> So where can people find you, Connor? At not, not like in, in your house in Kansas, like where right. can they find you online? <laughs> Come find me here. <laughs> it's great. You're going to love the drive. <laughs> no, not in China. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, you can find me at accessconsciousness.com backslash, or is it forward slash, whatever the slash is connor hill you can find me on facebook connor james hill or access connorness i like that one i'm a fan i'm on instagram, I'm on instagram as instagram. access connorness
0: access Conner-ness. okay cool yeah I like that
1: too.
0: <laughs> and if you want to go to russia or kazakhstan and catch uh connor and yeah. Saul doing foundation in march yeah. um, you can do that or check out future things that he's doing fabulous man thank you so much for be- coming on this podcast and talking about foundation connor
1: Thank you so much for inviting me, Simone. Really amazing. And because I personally hadn't – I knew I kept doing the fear thing with business, but I, ha- I hadn't pinpointed it to the rules. And then with you talking about the awareness, I'm like, oh, my God, there's a whole new possibility available.
0: Now, what if you get to create the the rules? Well, oh, it's not even rules. Yes. You get to create the choice. like Like this – you know, what's occurring in access at the moment. Like it's it's a project that we've had going for three and a half years. And we just went, you know what, can it destroy it? And it affects a whole lot of people, but I get that it's creating something greater. And, you know, we get to create what this looks like. Like what if there are no rules, there are no regulations and there are no rules. You get to create it the way it is. I mean, I just watched a fabulous movie called Ford and Ferrari. Have you seen it? Oh, I love that movie. It's fabulous, but it's so, I mean, it's based on a true story and it's the relationship between Ford and Ferrari, basically. And the, what's it called? That long race that, I don't think they actually do it anymore. Le Le Mans. Le Mans. Yeah, and and it's, it's, what I really liked about it too was the, Some of the characters in it, the energy of them having to be so present and so willing to choose what it is that they desire to choose and to move forward and be that leader, no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, even if no one has done it before, they're like, I'm doing this. And it's like, that to me is you choosing consciousness. That to me is having no fear and, you know, not breaking the rules, but knowing there are no rules, you get to choose, you get to take the action, you get to choose. Knowing that is writing on good about Pock and pot, and, and shorts, boys and beyonds. I mean, there's another movie if you haven't seen it called "Ride Like a Girl." It's an Australian movie about Michelle Payne, and she's the only female who has won Melbourne Cup in 155 years. Wow! And it's it's a really cool movie. Ride like a girl. For those of
1: you that don't know, Melbourne Cup is a racehorse uh, race, a horse race.
0: Yes, a massive. Yeah. Uh, they say it's the, the race that stops Australia every single year. <laughs> uh, it's huge. It's one of the biggest horse races in the world. And yet there was pretty much no one that was encouraging her to be a jockey and to be in the Melbourne Cup. And she just kept going and kept going and kept going. And I'm like, so what are you avoiding and what are you not choosing based on nobody is encouraging you, yet you actually know what it is you desire to choose. Just friggin' choose it. And everything at that is tons of gazillion We you just try and create it.
1: Right. Wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, shorts, blaze and beyonds. And thank you, Simone, because as much as I know a lot of you, like a lot of you out there, like, what do you mean you just choose it? She's right. You just choose it. And the moment you choose it, everything actually starts Getting created, and if it's not getting created, it's because you haven't fucking chose. Oops, I shouldn't say bad words. Because you haven't Everybody's chosen it gone yet.
0: On here, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Cool. <laughs> so stay on here for a sec, Connor. But I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. finish this up. Thank you so much. Um, so you can go to accessconsciousness.com forward slash Connor Hill. Um, and don't forget to go find a Joy Business facilitator somewhere in the world. Go to accessjoyofbusiness.com. And uh, I look forward to seeing you somewhere in the world soon. Adios. Ciao, ciao.